podcast. There you go. That is Craig. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Craig. Craig doesn't come through on the on the show. He does that, and it doesn't. So people are wondering who Craig is. He's a bot that records us. Um, it's a lot. That's probably the most DMs I had last week was who is Craig? Is he, you know, a th- like a fourth member? isn't a fourth member he's just a bot he's a hot oily man who just who hits to record for us for you yeah that's what he does and as people have worked out that voice isn't heavy or isn't nick that is matt uh from star wars sessions the back row what i watched tonight moving picture madness what else are you doing matt <laughs> um bloody awesome movie podcast occasionally a bit of horror chat as well a death by pod um, and as I've said before, every now and then I work and sleep and actually watch films. Uh, people are probably familiar with you because uh, you've been on two Bob reviews and then you were on mm-hmm. a Christmas episode of Main Bob last year. I think yeah. it was Christmas. So the Mando, wasn't it? The Mando, yeah. But we all had a drink. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't it? So basically... The people are familiar with you, and I'm sure Luke Summerfield, in particular, is very happy at this point in time. Um, oh, Summerfield loves it, doesn't he? Yes, <laughs> but yes, uh, Pevy is away on holiday. We tried to record this yesterday, but his internet is really bad. Um, but he isn't actually you know, not doing anything. He is currently working on uh, the Bespin website. Uh, we've had a lot of issues today with server stuff. He's sorting that out. Um, he's also writing posts on there for me today because can't get on the site, so he's having to do it. Um, and Nick is also on holiday. Is a busy boy. Um, honestly, he's even doing his like actual real job work as well over there on holiday. So he is busy. What a stallion! What a man! He's, and Nick as well. Nick's a very handsome man. Nick is a handsome man, but Nick, he's on holiday. He hasn't. Uh, he isn't putting in the effort like Pevy. No. <laughs> he's actually enjoying his holiday. He's enjoying his holiday. Evie's yeah. holiday is gone because he's actually doing <laughs> real work there. Not just work for me, he's doing actual work. Um, I feel sorry for the guy because as soon as he comes home, he's got to move. So, not ideal. <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah. Enjoy your five minutes of holiday then, Pevy, mate. Yeah, so basically that's why this is coming out late. It's why the usual co-hosts aren't here. Um, and yeah, and I know next week is the 52nd episode, so it's technically our one year. Um, but we're not doing anything for it, um, because of how things have worked out with timing with everybody. Um, like <clears throat> with like Greg Pack, we wanted to get him on, but we wanted him to be here with all of us, um, because yep. of we all love OG, so it, you know, we, we all want best doing boys. Best doing boys. We all want to be part of that, and uh, Lucas Black. I think we all failed to get his contact details in time. So, um, oh, I am still working on that, and the the secret behind it is I forgot until you've just mentioned it. So, give me a week. Yeah, um, I think we'll just do a big thing for our hundredth episode. I suppose um, if we make for it the, that far, for the one year, know. the other lads will turn up. They'll turn up for the well. I don't know. I don't know who's actually going to be here next week. I think next year, next week. I don't know where Pevy is. Um, Pevy might not be here next week as well um, because obviously he's moving stuff. So yeah, uh, Nick should be here next week. 
uh, Nick has sent voice notes in. Since Nick sent those voice notes, we have like abandoned most of the topics. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, Nick. Um, yeah, so sorry, Nick. Uh, you know, we were going to review Kanye West's album Donda. Um, people really would have checked out for that one, I suppose. But so we'll do that I next can't week. Say I've, I haven't heard it. I I'm not the biggest. Uh, is it is it is he just called Yee now? What's he called now? Is it Kanye West? Because he wants to change his name, doesn't he? He wants to be called Ye now, yeah. Just Ye. Yeah, that's it. Oh, um, no, I haven't checked out <laughs> Ye's album. <laughs> um, so I think we're doing that next week. I don't know. Uh, there's no What If review this week because, again, two of them are on holiday. Matt doesn't watch What If. But we're going to do it next week. Oh, we'll I, s- I still need to watch Loki. I've been promising any people to still watch Loki. And this is kind of, and I, I really dug WandaVision. Um, I thought Falcon and the Winter Soldier was pretty damn good, actually. But I just forgot to watch Loki each week, and I promised myself I'd watch it when they all came out. Uh, also, because best been said, just wait till the end. And I still haven't got around to it. And I've been told that well, some of some of the what if doesn't play into Loki necessarily, but you might get more out of it if you watch that. So I'm so behind on everything Marvel. But Shang Chi's out soon, so I'll go and watch that. Shang Chi's Friday, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, you've, you've just brought up Shang-Chi. I don't know what's happening on this podcast with Shang-Chi um, because it's <laughs> holiday right now. Um, Nick can't go and watch films on a Monday or Tuesday due to commitments. And like I said, Evie is moving house next week. So I'm the only one who's going to be able to see it. So we haven't worked out what we're doing with Shang-Chi yet. Um, maybe I'll do it solo. Maybe I'll do a Bob review on it. I'll, we'll figure it out. Shang-Chi will be covered at some point. Just to let people know. Um, nice. But yeah, so we're going to go straight into Star Wars news then, I suppose. Um, I've written Kenobi update here. And Kenobi update that I was going to talk about is actually quite simple. It's that it's still filming. Um, I put that out last week on Friday, I believe. Um yeah, I put out on Friday that it's still filming, uh, even though there is reports that uh, it had stopped, um, it had wrapped. It hasn't, um, you know, I think there's a lot of confusion everywhere around that, honestly. Uh, they did finish at the train yard, they did finish at the second location in the San Fernando Valley. They're still doing things in, at Manhattan Beach Studios, that's still going on, they're still going on today, um, actually. Um, and. I'm going to put this out probably in the next couple of days, but there is a story coming on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, from what I've heard, from what I have... S- I don't know exactly what I'm going to put in it, because I don't know what I can and can't say. Um, but they're filming at a different location uh, this week. Um, from what I think is happening there, it's very exciting. Um, I've got more updates on it. Um, no, I have told you, Matt, what it is. Um, yep. I, I again, I'm not going to say anything. But from what from what Bespin has said, honestly, hold on to your hats. It sounds amazing. Uh, any idea how long they're going to be? Because, you, like you said, we thought they'd wrapped last week, and most outlets ran with that, and now obviously they haven't. Any idea of timescales of when this is looking to finish up? Originally, I was told late August, early September. I think it's still the case because Mando. Again, I I know exactly when Ma- when Mando begins filming. I know the day, I know the location, I know it all. Um, that's going to come out again as a separate post. I know I don't like teasing people on you with it, but um, I just want to 
reason I, I, I don't put it out as soon as I know it is because of I don't want to burn people, I don't want to burn sources, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So you will hear about when that is. The date is out there, essentially, but um, it's the way in the key point. Um, so that'll so happen. Angry. Yeah, so Mando's about to begin fairly soon. Um, so what I was told is they won't overlap. Obi-Wan will be done for Mando. Um, so maybe a couple of weeks. Um, I don't think they'll be done this week. Maybe maybe they will. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, based off of what I know they're filming uh, over the next couple of days and what, they're, and what they're filming Friday, I imagine there's some stuff to come after it. Um, so, yeah, I think this is just a guess. This isn't me reporting anything. I'd say you've got like a two weeks on it. I'd, I'd guess. I'd say you've got another week or two. Um, oh, mate. Well, with what you told me again, no spoilers. But are you gonna? Is, are you putting out a post about that and it giving any kind of deets on that? Because yeah, that yeah I believe so. Meaty. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm gonna uh, wait till certain things are done. Um, uh, some stuff that's happening tomorrow. I want to make sure of certain things. If I can't confirm them, I'll still put something out and you know uh, hint heavily at what it is. I suppose, um, but. Yeah, no, there's a Kenobi post coming out soon, and there's a Mando post coming out soon, and uh, yeah, uh, just keep an eye on the website, um, bestmanbolton.com. It should be working by the time I do these things, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, a good time at the moment. Uh, Obi-Wan's coming to an end, Ando's done, Boba Fett is it's coming up in three months, you know, um, Mando's about to kick off, so... It's a good time I, um, to be a Star Wars fan. I know Andor's done because I'm the one best been sent in the woods to uh, <laughs> to die of thirst and have horrible hallucinations about never making out of the woods, uh, searching for an Andor set. So I know Andor. Be fair, the Andor done. set was the Andor set was there. You were just too late. Yeah, just a week before. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even a week. It was three days. It was three oh, days mate. before it was there. So let's see. I was you... having hallucinations. I never thought I'd see my kid again. I didn't. It, I thought I felt like I was in the Blair Witch. Just I thought I was on a time loop. I'd go around in a circle, and I'm thinking, I've been. I was here an hour ago. Where am I? How do I get out? I can't breathe. I've got to climb up a like an 80 degree hill. And all this and all this whilst Best Spins chuckling away um, in his lair, listening. Yeah. When was this? This was like May or something, right? I, I sent you on this. I haven't goose forgotten chase. it. Uh, yes, it was before I uh, had my new, started my new job, which was July. So uh, it was. Might have been June. Then. June, I think it was actually. Yeah, it's June because it's really, really yeah. quite hot as well. Yeah, it was really hot. I sent Matt into the woods. Uh, obviously, they weren't close to fil- finishing at that point. I, what woods was it again? I sent you in. It was Jelly's Hollow. Jelly's Hollow. Um, Guildford. Yeah. Uh, it, but this is—it's not next on the list. But I'm gonna—I've been ranting and raving about this on Twitter for the last like two days, because yes. it's really just genuinely annoyed me. Um, Horace Whitaker posted images of himself in Wales. Um, he is currently here filming a movie called Havoc with Tom Hardy. Uh, it's been filming here for two months. Um, it's primarily filming in Cardiff, but they have been going elsewhere around uh, around Wales. Um, that's where he's here filming. That's all he's filming. I know Willow's also filming here. It's been filming here for months. Um, I've had people working on the set. I just don't care about it. So no, that's why I haven't even asked details. I haven't even... <laughs> no, and stuff I've known about Willow, I've told other people and the people have put it out. Like, like I don't care. Like, you know, this is Bespin Bulletin. Bespin hates Willow. 
Oh, it's not. I just I've seen Willow. I just don't care about Willow. Like, you know, I I didn't grow up on it. It's not like nostalgic for me. I saw it like many years, like after I first ever saw uh, prequels. I think. Um, saw it growing but, up, and I still don't really care about it. Yeah, like you know, that's another thing for me. I like, even Indiana Jones. I like Indiana Jones, but I don't have like a massive affinity for it. Um, so. That's what I mean. We're just best with Bulletin.com. I'm only going to cover Star Wars stuff on there. I'm not going to do Willow and Indy. I'm not going to cover all the Lucasfilm IPs. Um, yeah. yeah, like, uh, I think people are getting twisted. Some people are thinking that because uh, Whitaker's in Wales, that might mean he's in Willow. I don't know if that's the case. I really don't think it is. He is just doing Havoc. And then people, are, the biggest thing was people like, oh, it's filming in Wales. It must mean that Andor is actually still filming. Ando is not filming whatsoever. I, I can't stress it enough. It is not filming. I've seen the sets being taken down. I've seen it. Diego Luna is now in Mexico. He is gone. He is left. He isn't coming back. He doesn't. <laughs> he ain't coming back to Windy Wales. He's been. He was here for almost ten months. He doesn't. You know, he's gone back now to see his family and to have a break. He doesn't. He's gone. Um, Paul Dan. So, like I said before, uh, some of the the crew members had their own little rap parties and everything. Like that's all done. Ando, I'm I've quadruple sourced it. It is done. Um, I never can't doubt the bulletin. Yeah, I'm never one to really toot my own horn in the sense of like, oh, I'm anything I leak is 100 percent true because because it's not. Like, you know, it could, I might believe it. My sources might tell me, but. You never, never know until you see it. You know what I mean? Like it's that's how it is. And but Andor, I've seen the proof that it's done. Like I know it's done. And we've been so closely tied. Like Bob the podcast and Bestman Bolton as a whole has been so closely tied to Andor from day one. Like, even wrapping you into it and Luke and everybody. Like yeah, it's you, managed to find its way to Essex and to Surrey and to all yeah. our into to our local haunts in London. So um, it's felt kind of. It felt not not like a personal journey whatsoever, but it feels a bit. I've been looking forward to Andor since I announced it. Listen to the sessions; you'll mm. know I've you know I have done, um, because it's you know a, a spy, uh, a spy thriller type uh, story in the Star Wars world pre pre rebellion, as the Empire's tightening their grip. Give it to me now, absolutely. Uh, and the fact that they're filming it in and around the local area, we've managed to see some of the. Uh, locations and could confirm they look very Star Warsy. Uh, it's, it's it's even more excited for it. However, I didn't. I don't take these pictures as far as Whitaker in Wales being a tourist as a sign that Andor's still filming. But he does look like he's having a really good time. He looks so happy, uh, like such a tourist in those photos. I I do like Forrest Whitaker, mm. even though he does go all in on his performances. He did look really happy to be in Wales, didn't he? And again, Forrest Wicker is in Andor. He is there. Uh, you know, Stellan Skarsgård himself confirmed he's he's in it. Um, you know, and yeah, Forrest filmed his scenes many months ago at this point. Um, you know, I I don't know how big of a role Saul has, but they're not like if they they've just wrapped. They've just wrapped like what was it two weeks ago now? Almost two weeks ago. Um, they're not going to be doing reshoots yet. That's another tinfoil hat theory. I've seen people saying, oh, they're doing reshoots. In two weeks, they don't know what they need to reshoot yet. <laughs> like. You know, exactly. Might have reshoots like scheduled in, of course. Like Hawkeye is currently going through reshoots, and that comes out in November. Um, 
you know, when The Rise of Skywalker went through reshoots, they did it in July and August and September. Like, they went up to three months before the film came out. Um, again, got to start piecing this together first before they can even tell what they need to yeah, uh, reshoot, exactly. what they need to link up. So they'll have a rough idea, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. it's far too early to even think about reshoots. Far too early. And again, Mandalorian hasn't done reshoots. Book of Boba Fett hasn't done reshoots. Um, it remains to be seen if Kenobi will, but I doubt it. Um, so the Star Wars series typically haven't done them. Um, uh, so I'm more inclined to believe that Andor won't really do it. But again, it is filming in a vastly different way uh, than Kenobi, Boba Fett, and Mandalorian did. So maybe they maybe they will do reshoots. But uh, as of right now, it is wrapped. It is done. Uh, Diego is in Mexico, having a great time, I'm sure. Uh, Boris is having a great time in Wales, being a tourist. Looks like he's having the time of his life, man. <laughs> well, bloody Tom Hardy was in Barry Island like a few weeks ago. Like, I've imagine been to Barry Island. I don't know who wants to go to Barry Island, but Tom oh, Hardy did. Respect to everyone who who's from Barry Island. I went through there, and um, I, on the way back, I did do a detour to, to go around Barry Island. But uh, yeah, Bill Bazza is fine, but um, yeah, I didn't get as much. Imagine Forest Whitaker. I was in. in Barry Island, you know. Oh mate, I can imagine him down. I can imagine him down Barmouth, um, at the beach and at the um, amusements, putting his two p coins in, trying to win a, a cuddly toy. I bet he's having a great time. Well, we're going to move on from Mando now, but because that's my rant over. I've been ranting about it on Twitter all day. People, it is done. I promise you. I swear to you, that it's done. Um, now moving on to another thing that is done. Book of Boba Fett. Um, so. This comes from Star Wars Newsnet. I actually forgot to mention the Kenobi thing that they did as well. But uh, Star Wars Newsnet today have posted that uh, they've heard that Boba Fett is a revenge story. And Boba Fett is going after people that's wronged him in the past. And that could include uh, Bounty Hunt as we've seen before. And also he will be sporting a brand new armor. Um, Again, uh, you know... I haven't heard this myself, but again, I haven't heard anything of Book of Boba Fett, really, because it's been really locked down. Um, I think I think some of these things are stuff we did assume. Um, I think it's been a working theory, fans, that Boba Fett might be looking for revenge. In general, yeah. like... You know. Bounty Hunters will appear at some point, you'd imagine that. Again, you know, we know Dave and John love a bit of fanfare. Um, oh, yes. Or would they really like not put Bosk in it, you know, or somebody Bosk, like that? Dengar, somebody like that. You've got a Cad Bane. Uh, I'm just what picked my Cad interest Bane was. Be the the biggest and best one. If they could, if they could make him look good in live action, which I don't doubt that they could, it would be that would be fantastic. Get get the dude in to do the voice again. Uh, who does the animation? I can't think of his name. It's um, Corey something. Uh, I can't think of his name. Get him in. And th- and that would be that would blow people's minds. He's just been in uh, the Bad Batch for a couple of episodes, and people dug it. Um, I, it piqued my interest. So to hear you saying that, well, Star Wars Newsnet are reporting that he's going to have a new armor because obviously, in recent months or weeks, there's been that faux controversy, that kind of wet blanket controversy about the name of Boba Fett's ship. Now, I don't care what the ship's called, ne- neither should anyone else, really, but. Are we going to think that they're going to change? I'm using air quotes. Change the name of the ship, also give him new armor. Sir, it's, it's a hell of a character change. And I know he's obviously 
he's come out of the Sarlacc pit and maybe he's a new guy. He's going to have new armour to symbolise that. But a bit of a change, though, from the iconic Boba Fett that everybody's wanted for so long. I think the the thing Star Wars News has speculated about in their post was that um, obviously we know there's flashbacks in this series. So we're going to see the classic Boba Fett armour within those flashbacks. And I think what they're trying to do is differentiate what a flashback scene is and how he looks there into what he does look like in present day. Um, Makes sense. But also, the biggest thing to remember with Lucasfilm is money, money, money. Yeah, you put toys, a new toys, toys. Exactly. You put a brand new armor on Boba Fett. You're going to sell more toys with him because you know he's it's a brand new looking Boba Fett. You know, um, just it's just stuff like that. It's just marketing stuff. Like, you know, I think it's smart... Mando. They did buff him up, didn't they? And they he did repaint yeah. his armor, so he did look immediately kind of different anyway. Yeah, and I think if they really want to differentiate, you know, uh, flashback Boba and present day Boba, it's not a bad way of going about it. Um, if you look closely at, like, do you remember some of that, like, artwork that leaked before um, from the Creature Shop um, t-shirts, like, people who, who are members of the crew? Um, yes, yeah, yeah. It, his armor didn't look entirely, uh, like, normal Boba Fett armor on that. Um, some people even speculated at the time that it was Din. Um, it was so, so at the time. Yeah, so that's the thing. So, if it does look different on the crew gifts, then maybe... He is rocking a different armor inside of this series, you know. I wouldn't mind if he does rock a new armor. I, um, I can imagine the discourse will be uh, just wonderful to see. But I don't, I don't mind if he does. I mean, I'd like it to stay within a similar look. I, I mean, if he suddenly came out in um, in purple and yellow Beskar, I think well that, that might as well be another character. So I think they've got to keep it. Keep the aesthetic I think they'd keep it. similar. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the maroon or mahogany and green and that. Keep that, but mate, look, been waiting to see Boba for well, lots of people have for forty odd years now. That we've seen mm-hmm. him in Mando being an absolute boss man. He's getting his own show. If he ends up wearing a, a new bit of armor, I'm not bothered by that. I just want to see what the fuss is about. And I don't mind Boba, but like pre-Mando, Boba was a bit of a goon. In, 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 mm-hmm. we, we can all look at legends I don't because I'm a canon boy in canon yeah. they're tra- they've been making him to be uh, much more uh, much badder in the comics than that but for when we saw in Mando that was the Boba people wanted to see and we know, and according to Robert Rodriguez this is going to blow everyone away this is dark gritty um, tough stuff so that's exciting to hear uh, Yeah, as long as they keep his armour similar to what it is now I don't mind, but like you say, it's they're going to they're bring out Black Series, they're going to bring out a hot toy of it, people are going to snap them up, and then all the Disney are going to be rolling, Lucasfilm are going to be rolling in that pretty green again, but I don't mind, as long as they don't change it drastically, then it shouldn't be, I don't think it'll be bad. Like, and this isn't, again, this isn't me saying I know anything, this is just speculation here, but I wouldn't be surprised if in Season 3 of The Mandalorian, Din rocks something new, because mm-hmm. one of the biggest marketing things and big money makers for Lucasfilm regarding Mandalorian is Grogu and you'd imagine Grogu is missing for the most part of the series right you don't think he'd be back first and second episode um so how do you move more product how do you move more merchandise give him another look you know give him him another outfit you go to Mandalore and get some more Mandalorians in as well because again more black series toys of all those Mandalorian variants but I listen I love Grogu um but I don't want to see Grogu back in the beginning because otherwise to me it just 
will cheapen that wonderful finale we got. That finale with Mano season two, Luke Grogu leaving. If he's back within three episodes, obviously they they can say there was a five year time jump, but that's in in universe to us it's well just over well a year, two years of that a year and a half, but it's three episodes. Um, yeah. So I don't really I want to see Din now go out on his own, expl- find out you know see Mandalore, but he is Mandalore now. A deal deal with that. Giancarlo is going to come back with a vengeance. I want to see a bit more of that now. Bring Grogu back. We all know he's coming back. We'll, we'll, we'll see each other again. I promise. He's coming back. But I really hope now they focus on Din a little bit more. And look, you know, have 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 Grogu turn up in the season finale or something. But just give us good bit of time now. Developing Din as a character. Developing the world. What's happening on Mandalore? Bo-Katan. She's not going to be happy because she wants that Darksaber. We've got so much to explore. I just want them to do it. That's what I'm saying. I don't want them to kind of cave in and think that they need to have Grogu for the show to sell because he's been there since episode one of season one. That was a chance for them to do something different, even if it's just for a season. And Mando, I'm still the most excited for because we've already got two seasons behind it. I am really hoping they do something a bit different. Yeah. Um, I forgot to add a couple of things in. Um, the Kenobi thing with Star Wars news that last week was uh, they shared they claim to be a bit of concept art. Like I say, claim that's not me disputing what they're saying. It's just that I personally don't know um, if it is or not. But they say that it is, so you got to take it at, as at their word. Um, and they also put out two images. They had an artist uh, draw for them based off of set images they were sent. Um, the set images were of a really big back to tank and uh, breathing apparatus and the concept art image was Hayden Christensen as Vader without the suit in the back to tank using the breathing apparatus. Um, oh, oh. There's not too much to say about it in my opinion only because uh, you know, when you think of Vader appearing in Kenobi especially if it's Hayden um, you imagine he's out of the suit why get Hayden call him Darth Vader if he's going to be in the suit the entire time? You imagine he's flashbacks to the Clone Wars. Otherwise, if it's if, if we're, if we're if, I think we're going to get those. Otherwise, you get in the rematch of the century. Why, why have Hayden Christensen in, this, in there at all if you're not going to see his features for a decent amount of time? So I think uh, you know a natural assumption when people do think of Vader outside of the suit, you generally think of. That he's in a back to tank, or it's that scene from Empire where you'd seen with the helmet off. Um, so I think that, yeah, uh, I think it's a natural assumption to think that Vader will be in this and in the back to tank as Hayden. And, you know, we got that, a glimpse of that in Rogue One, obviously, and I think we'd get a, a much better look at it with Hayden. And, you know, personally, I'm really excited it is Hayden. Um, people have asked, well, why didn't they put Hayden in Rogue One? Why do you need to fly Hayden out yeah. for. For that, like they filmed that in London, but why do you need to send him out here to do that quick scene? You don't need him. It looked um, enough like a crispy Hayden Christensen for my liking. Yeah. I know it wasn't yeah, him because yeah. it's just, well, it was nobody. It was a model, but um, it looked enough like him. It had his likeness, so that was good enough for me. It was just, it was just there, like twitching in a back to tank. He didn't need it to be Hayden. Would have liked oh, it to exactly. be because Hayden, isn't it? But it didn't need to be. Uh, that's the quick thing I wanted to bring in about Kenobi, because um, I forgot to mention it earlier. Um, 
you know, because I focus way too much on myself and what I'm going to put out because I'm <laughs> a, a vain human being. Um, the best bin bulletin, that's why, mate. The best bin bulletin, bestbinbulletin.com. Check it out. <laughs> you know, you're going a bit of self emotion. Right. Uh, we're going to go to news now. Uh, I know this felt like news, Matt, but this is Star Wars news. We don't count it as the rest of the news. This is its own separate thing. So, this is our news theme. <laughs> We didn't rip that off anybody, I swear. <laughs> that doesn't sound familiar whatsoever. It's not familiar, no, it's, it's exclusive to us. Um, yeah, so, the rumour that's been going around the internet for the past week, and I can't really figure out where it's originated from, it seems to come from a number of usual suspects online when it comes to comic book news, so I don't know its validity, but there's a rumour going around that Wanda is going to fight Charles Xavier in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, okay. Yeah, that's the that is genuinely like an interesting idea. It's something I think I would what like to see. Iteration of Charles. Obviously, I'm guessing about Patrick Stewart, but I I know, don't know how nobody old is said. this Xavier. Yeah. No, nobody seems to have said. You know, um, I think if you bring in like James McAvoy and bringing in a baggage, if it was me and I'm bringing in Charles Xavier, I'd. I'd cast a new Charles Xavier. You recast. I wouldn't bring yeah. in. Yeah, I wouldn't bring anybody in from the Foxverse. I would say, look, because you're bringing in that baggage and you're bringing in the confusion of, oh well, it, does all those movies count? Is Hugh Jackman Wolverine? Is Jennifer Lawrence Mystique? All that stuff. Um, I wouldn't touch it. I would just recast him completely. I also, how would you bring him in? How like I don't know. Seems like it's just cleaner, isn't it? To just recast. You've got yeah. like say, no baggage. You haven't got any expectation of what uh, they were before, and you don't feel like you're course correcting either. Uh, I'd rather see a, a new a new set of X Men, even though I love obviously Hugh Jackman as as um, Logan slash Wolverine, Patrick Stewart, and James McAvoy, um, Fazbender, and the like. Give me just give me something new. We're, this is a new iteration, so make it make it so. Also feels like too much for. Uh, for this film, like bringing in Charles Xavier to fight Wanda, that feels like too much. Like it generally it's, it's, does. It's a big fight. It's a it's an end of game fight. That is. It's ridiculous. I I I, I don't want it to be true. Like I would like to see the fight, but I kind of don't want it to be true. Um, because Doctor Strange has got his hands full in that movie. Regardless, you know, there's even rumors that like Haley Atwell is in there as Captain Carter. That you know, there's you know, there's rumors that. Spider-Man is in it. That like all these other things. There's a bunch of rumors for this for this movie, and he's obviously doing. Are you are you worried that again? It might just be me because of Spider-Man. No way home's coming out, and we know that there's going to be multiverse aspects throughout that. We've always known that Doctor Strange um, in the in the multiverse of madness is in the title. Do you worry at all that they're just going like multiverse crazy and they're just trying to incorporate too much into these into these films, and they're kind of losing the essence of those character films um uh, it depends like if this is if you look at wandavision loki spider-man and then this as one side story this is the end of that story then that's fine to me because you've told the story over a number of films but each each film is you know a standalone like, like we see in No Way Home, he Peter helps break the multiverse in that film, um, but in Loki and in Wanda, we've seen different iterations of it. Um, does it stop becoming I, a Spider-Man film and stop becoming a Doctor Strange film and just become an ensemble? 
yeah, it's. I don't think they're doing too much. Um, it's definitely worth keeping an eye because they do seem to be doing a lot more team up stuff. And again, it's because they have so many people casting these roles now. Um, you know, like looking at Captain Marvel 2, that is now the Marvels. You've got Ms. Marvel, who's got her own TV show coming out. You've got uh, Tayona Paris returning as Monica Rambo, you know, from yeah. WandaVision. She's in there. Um, you know, and even then looking at other projects as well, like uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, they've, you know, they set photos the last like week or so showing uh, Riri Williams, who is Ironheart, who's getting her own series. She is in there. Um, you know, I think they're starting to put a lot more members of each, uh, you know, members of the quote-unquote Avengers um, in all the different movies. I think this, that's the Marvel Universe, you know, like that's, it does feel more lived in, having all these characters cross over. Like, why wouldn't yeah, of course, yeah. so-and-so show up? Why wouldn't so-and-so show up here? Like, it makes sense. Um, it's like that and, Feige guy kind of almost knows what he's doing when it comes to organisation. Yeah. What a hell of a feat that is. But no, you're right. You've got all these characters. You've got these big stars. You can, or do, you, do you wait? If, or do you give them their shot every two years with their own film and then a sequel? Or do you mingle them together? See, I don't mind See, I don't mind that if you're going to have um, Ironheart in, in Black Panther. Like one character, maybe two. It's obviously when it becomes too many. Like Eternals is different because that is a group of characters. But... Um, I do. I do sometimes long for the days of just a simple. Yeah. It's part of the MCU, but this is this is I don't know Ant Man. This is your film. Just have fun for for an hour and a half. But again, at the end of the day, though, if if it's good, I'm not going to complain. No way home. If it gives me what I want, great. If if Doctor Strange is 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 a blast with all of those characters, well, sweet. If we get Wanda versus Xavier, damn. I mean, that that almost feels like a what if scenario in itself because that's a huge fight. I also kind of don't like the reason I'm not really into this Wand and Xavier thing is because I don't want that to be the way they introduce mutants into the MCU. I want them to really establish it on their own. I don't want it to be a multiverse thing that that's how it happens or you know yeah, that's no, how they first show them. Um, same thing with Fantastic Four. Some people said like, oh, you should try, yeah. they should try and come in through Spider-Man or through a multiverse. No, no, no. I want them to be established on their own, and you make that up as you go. Um, Again, I don't know, man. This could just be BS. There's always a lot of BS out there when it comes to comic book stuff, more so even than Star Wars. But again, it's because there's so many quote-unquote leakers out there uh, regarding comic book films, way more so than there is of us leakers for Star Wars. You know, um, yeah. you know for legitimate leakers of Star Wars right now, I can think of what, like... On. There's me, there's <laughs> MSW, there's... Uh, Newsnet, uh, you know, if, if all the KRT, are oh, they not around anymore? Oh, KRT yeah, is um, around. Jordan Mason's around. Um, Jordan Mason, I, I you, yourself and Mason, they drop. If you guys drop something, I mean, uh, the others are kind of like B tier to me. They're like, oh, like, I'll believe what they say, but I want to see it confirmed. Um, the ones that are still around, anyway. I mean, others weren't quite as reputable, but the best, the Bulletin and Mason, yes, sir. Well, you know, again, it's always good when people believe me and. Um, I always and you you you've seen how I operate with stuff. Like you've seen firsthand how I operate with stuff. Um, even last year when we all first met one another, um, I, I was scrambling. I was, I was scrambling around, wasn't it? Like looking for because I heard Tamir Morrison was in the Mandalorian. I just didn't know who he was playing. I was scrambling I for that week, now, yeah. and then like at the end of the week, like THR came out and was like Tamir Morrison's in there and he's playing Boba Fett. I was like. Bloody hell. And then there's the same thing with Mon Mothma. I had heard Mon Mothma was in it, and poof, there it was. 
I remember we were playing on the uh, we were playing on the PlayStation, and Bespin said, "I've got some news. Can't say what it is yet. I'm just checking my sources." And that's why I big up the bulletin, not because he invites me on the show, which I'm grateful for, but because I see behind the looking glass and know know that he only put something out if it's confirmed and then confirmed again. It's not you, obviously there are some out there who will just throw out any old crumb for um, a bit of engagement or whatnot, but. I do know, and I can attest that uh, Bespin's way of doing it is to check and check again to make sure if it goes out, it's as legit as it possibly can be. Sometimes that may mean something like the Hollow Re- Reporter <laughs> might beat you to it, but uh, I do I do remember that. Cause I remember you saying about that, and then uh, I checking my phone, it's like, oh, Bespin storage. Oh, it's not Bespin. You know, something similar happened last week. Like I obviously did the Kenobi thing again from all my own sources. I saw people have seen have seen them outside Manhattan Beach. Uh, I had known, I, I I knew what was being filmed in Manhattan Beach. I almost said what happened in Manhattan Beach. I'm not I'm not spoiling it yet. Say don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, then MSW he came out and he said the same thing that he he ran into actual you McGregor and said, you know, you and said like, oh yeah, we're still at it. So. People would DM me like saying, "No, oh, did you take this from him?" And so I think same thing for for him. But uh, no, just coincidence, and that, that does happen. Um, but obviously, I did put more stuff in my report as to where they were filmed, as to you know there there being more filming uh, next week, which was which is now this week and stuff. But like you know, I always do try. Um, but again, with all the comic book reporters, I'm not in that game, so I can't tell you the accuracy of so many people. The person I believe. Anytime they report something, because you know I've spoken to this guy multiple times. I fully trust this this guy is Charles Murphy. If Charles Murphy's running with it, if he's reporting it, especially if it's an exclusive of his, um, yeah, I'm in. I 100% believe it. I think he is the best uh, Marvel leaker, comic book leaker, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's top tier. Like he is the one. Um, that aspect, and you know. He didn't report this, I don't believe. Um, has hinted the mutants coming in the next like couple within the next year, I believe. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this Xavier thing's real, but uh, yeah, like we've it both. It does sound fan fictiony. Hey, okay, look, if, if, if it happens, sweet. Obviously, depending on who the Xavier is, because now we know that Wanda, you know, the, the Scarlet Witch herself, she's she's fully formed. She's BA now. Um, so she's she's going to be an absolute force, if not one of the if not the strongest, one of the strongest superheroes there is in the MCU. Um, against Xavier, Xavier, obviously we're we're only going by the Charles Xavier we've known from in terms of cinematic world from the old X Men films, and we know just how pa- do can con- con- control minds. He's he's got everyone smoked, but um, well, I'm only going based off that, so that's why I get excited. But I do, but like you say, I worry that. Kind of bringing him in through the back door of a Doctor Strange film in, using the multiverse, it feels a bit cheap and it feels a bit lazy. And also, it just makes me worry that we're all going to come out of Doctor Strange, the sequel to Doctor Strange, not talking about Doctor Strange. It would be like, it will be, ah, did you see Wanda and Xavier fighting? What about Doctor Strange? Yeah. Don't worry about that. So these, that's yeah. what I worry about is that whilst bringing these people in, they're diluting their the kind of established talent they've already got in Benedict and Doctor Strange the benefit of you know big flashy moments which fans want and i want but i don't want it to be at the detriment of you know the character whose film it actually is that's that's fair and that's exactly how i feel about it um right we're going to move on from real mcu now to the sony universe of spider-man characters 
think that's what it's called. <laughs> oh, um, man. There's been a lot of confusion regarding Venom. Like, a lot. Um, as to where it's, when it's recent. Originally, it was supposed to come out in September. September 24th. It was then delayed. Just after they put a new trailer, they delayed it to October 15th. Then it came out that apparently they were... At the time the October 15th date came out, it was out there as well that they were still considering January. A couple of weeks later, it came out that they were actually moving it to January. Then, a few days ago, the, the brand new poster for Venom leaked, and it didn't say October 15th, it said coming soon. Uh, when they officially released the poster, it had the October 15th date again. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of confusion going around with Venom at the moment, if it's coming out October 15th. I really, really don't know if it is, because they seem to be changing their mind every hour at this point. Um, don't yeah. know if it's beneficial to Venom massively if it moves into January, because it's a month between that and Spider-Man. Sony then also have... I know it's not going to be much overlap, but they have their Uncharted movie coming out in February, and you don't want that to weed into one another. You then have Bullet Train in April, and then you have... They have something else not long after, and then Sonic the Hedgehog coming out in April as well. It's just, it's just too. Also, Sony have a you know an agreement with Marvel, so they're trying to avoid the Marvel release dates as well. You know, in May, Thor in May, yeah. John Wick in May, Jurassic World in June, uh, Black yeah. Panther July. It, it yeah. never ends. But Doctor Strange in March, like yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of competition. There. I don't know if it's been like, Batman. Yeah, yeah, the Batman. Like, next year is stacked for movies. I don't know if it's... I understand why they'd want to move it, because it's going to be one of the highest earners. You know, Venom did gross over $800 million. Um, so I understand why they want to move it. With the year as full as it is next year, is it beneficial to move it and sandwich it between massive tempo movies like Spider-Man and like, uh, you know, like Batman or, or even Black Panther and Thor? Like, do you do it? they're going to move venom which again i'm looking into looking into it it's still officially listed as october the 15th but we all know that's hanging by a thread if they're going to release it next year it has to be january because january you've got um got deep water coming out anna de Armos, ben affleck r.i.p them um the lost daughter the man from toronto serrano films that venom go up against and excuse the pun but eat eat for breakfast eat them alive death on the Nile and then it goes from there the thing is you, you're only pointing out one month after Spider-Man uh, is that maybe, a good thing maybe that, well maybe that works because Spider-Man fever you may get people who connect the two and think I'll go and watch a Spy- the, the Venom movie does it connect to Spider-Man I, they were in Spider-Man 3 together so it may end up getting a little tiny little boost if, if No Way Home does well I, you, we've, said this, we've said it before. I don't. Next year is becoming so stacked, and the more things move, more they're just. I know they've got an agreement, but other studios are going to have to butt heads with each other, have big films going up against each other each weekend. Because I get why they're moving. Let's let's not let's not lie. It's safety first, safety second. But there is it's starting to get backlogged now with the films that are already supposed to be coming out in 2022, and the ones that have been pushed, and we've had more. Venom, I think I, this is just me. I don't make multi-million-dollar decisions. I'm not in charge of their marketing or promotion. Jan- it's got to be January, but they're going to move it to next year unless they push it even further. January is the only month that makes sense. I know they've got the Spider-Man hangover, but if any, but I've also, uh, I've also got to think about Morbius. 
Morbius was originally Morbius. supposed to come out before Venom. That's right. I think that's a I think that's a much bigger risk than Venom. You need Morbius to be in a perfect release window because you need as many people well, yes, it, as you can. People know what Venom is. People know him from yeah. Uh, they know him from the past movie. They know him from Spider-Man Three. They know him from the games, the comics, the TV shows. They know Venom. Venom is. You don't need to mm. market Venom as much as you need to market Morbius because Tom Hardy, so, man, as well. People yeah. love Tom Hardy. Yeah, and uh, you know. Morbius needs its own thing. Morbius is supposed to come out in January. January 22nd is Morbius's release date. Mm -hmm. If you put Venom there, where the hell does Morbius go? Like, Morbius, well, he's at the end of the year? Where do you move him? You can't squeeze him, like you said, you can't, you can't squeeze it. him in between Doctor Strange and, you know, Black Panther or Thor. You can't do that. Like, it needs to... And that would be the only... Again, looking at the release schedule so far... April, we've got Sonic the Hedgehog 2, you've got the Northman from Robert, Bobby Eggers, Robert Eggers. You think, oh, well, maybe put Venom well, up against those two, but like you say, that's also got, between... uh, You've got Bullet Train as well in April, which is uh, Sony's movie. So, Brad Pitt, um, what's the name, Joey King, uh, and, and everyone else. That's it. And that's sandwiched between the Batman, Doctor Strange, other side of that, John Wick 4, Thor Love and Thunder. So, uh, Get, the more we talk about it, the more, in my head, it, they're running out of opportunities, they're running out of spaces. Mm -hmm. They have to just not take what they can get, but some, they may have to make a big decision and put it up against one of those or put it in between them, if not up against it, in between them. Because We've learned from, from Solo. No way. Like, Solo had a bad release date. It was in between Endgame. Oh, yeah. And was there, no Infinity War and Deadpool, uh, Deadpool and Deadpool. The Incredibles. Yeah. The Incredibles 2, there was too much up against it um, for a film yeah. that was badly marketed in the first place. Yeah, and that's the thing with Venom, you know, are people going to get confused on the constant release date shifts? Like, you know, th that's bad marketing if you keep moving the goalposts. If you, you know, um, it's, it's just, it's just a weird one. It's just, I personally, at this point, I would keep Venom in October. Um, I don't know how quickly, I don't know how quickly the states are going to, you know, uh, started to become a lot safer because um, again everything is reliant on America with all these release dates That's why everybody's delaying stuff here in the UK have a vaccine have... put your marks on so we can all watch these films, yeah. please uh, Like here in the UK, we're, we're doing very well with our vaccine rollout. Most of the country is vaccinated so They're getting ready to vaccinate kids. You know, it's we're in a good place in the UK America's a different story and again you know, I sympathise with everybody who's having to suffer in America, and people, you know, everybody's lost somebody. And movies is the last thing in anybody's mind in a pandemic. Hollywood is reliant on America. They are. They're, they're, you know, that's usually where that's they make at least half of their money. And it's no wonder all the studios are delaying all the movies. Um, well, I don't blame them for doing it because, like, right, saying, safety first, safety second. I don't. I've been. I, you know me. I've. I, I, all I care about mostly is film. I haven't mm. really fancied going out to the cinema just because you just it's just the way, the, the world we live in is so uncertain at the minute. Uh, you know, I could be told, oh, there's you got one in twenty chance of getting COVID. I don't even want one chance of getting COVID. Um, so and they, this and this is in England where we only have what sixty five million. The states, of course, you've got what six hundred and fifty million people or more. That's it's you know it's a it's, it's a tough ask to actually rally everyone together and. Um, get that rollout done and like you say we sympathize absolutely with everybody there 
me as a way of escapism. Film is film is usually previously been looked at historically as a way of you know putting your worries at the door, putting your fears and anxieties at the door. Go and watch a film for a couple of hours, and then you know hopefully come out in a better mindset. But it doesn't work like that at the minute. It's you can't rely on film unless obviously streaming, which has tried to take the the baton. And well, you know, fair play Sony to Sony doesn't have a, a streaming service. Yep, you know. exactly. Oh, I don't know. Venom, I would personally keep it in October at this point because I think it might lose even more money next year. Um, but a film oh, that I has, can do keep it there. Yeah, a film that has moved though is Top Gun. And this mm. is what's this now? Two years. Top Gun. They was getting delayed even before it's a pandemic. Be was a thing. Years, yeah. yeah, like it was getting delayed before we even had a pandemic. Um, it's been moved now from November uh, until May. May the thirtieth is the new date, I believe. Um, yes. That's a massive, massive movie for the fall. That is just completely gone. Um, yeah. It's Thanksgiving weekend as well, wasn't it? It was. You know, that's that was <laughs> that was going to make big money in the states if it came yeah. out then, but. They can't. They they know that the cinemas or people aren't going to be rushing out to see it. It's not going to make them near as money as it should do this year. I get why they've moved and, it, and I'm not even. I'm not really that bothered by it. I'm not that bothered by it, but I was like, I think all the trailers for this movie have been great. So I just I was looking. They had me more interested than anything else because I don't really care about the original Top Gun. I'm not a massive Tom Cruise guy. I like Mission Impossible. I love those films. But mind Tom Cruise. No, I'm not. I'm not that bothered about Top Gun as a franchise. But the trailer sold me. I would have happily gone to see this in November. Um, yeah, I understand why they've delayed it. And now that's in turn delayed Mission Impossible to September next year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, it, this autumn is just looking a bit dire. Um, especially if Venom does move. You know, if, if This is one of the biggest moves. Paramount have nothing left now this year. They've also delayed uh, Jackass from October to February. Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog doesn't even have a release date. Um, so you know, Paramount are just saying nope to this year. You know, they've they're just gone. You know, they put out a Quiet Place in uh, June. They put out Snake Eyes in July, and they're, they're like, yeah, we're done. We're out. <laughs> no, yeah, they're gonna, um, they all going on a nice uh, a nice holiday in isolation now. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I I am worried about this autumn uh, schedule. At this point, I think we'll get I'm... all the Warner Brothers stuff, obviously, because of HBO Max. Yeah. I'm excited about the full uh, sl- slot as it stands right now. That's as it stands right now. There's still some big, big uh, movies coming out, and in terms of spectacle, but also your kind of Oscar bait movies are starting to come out. Your House of Gucci, your Spencers, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Moving into December, um, you get Spielberg's back with West Side Story. Uh, whether even... or not people are excited, but it's there's, there's still big films to look forward to. Yeah, even Ghostbusters uh, it may like... feel a bit sparse. They oh, just they just took the, uh, the Top Gun date. They delayed Ghostbusters by a week. And my theory on that was it's a week further away from Venom, but it's also a week closer to Spider-Man. So did it really benefit from the move? No, it's me, because that's the film I want to see the most this year, and I've got to wait another week now. <laughs> and that's really petty, but I really want to see it. But a week also I can makes, handle. Also makes me think, Resident Evil, another Sony, another Sony movie, supposed to come out in the States on November 25th. They've delayed Ghostbusters to a week before when that film is supposed to come out. That means Resident Evil is not in this year whatsoever. Can't be. Well, they're not going to release... Pictures of it from it, haven't they? So they've slowly started dribbling stuff out. It's It's still scheduled for December the 3rd in in the UK. 
the UK and it's still scheduled for November 25th in America. So if we're roughly two months out from that film, where's the trailer? You know, like, yeah, yeah. Where is well, it? I don't think that this, it, this, this now, is it, man. Whether you've moved Ghostbusters a week, I didn't think Resident Evil was going to come out anyway because Ghostbusters was November 11th, Resident Evil was November 25th. It's not a big enough window for Sony. This isn't like, and now that you've moved Ghostbusters to November 19th, just a week ahead of it, that is bad business right there. You no, know, you. Resident Evil's got to move. It's got to go into next year. It has to. Like, and we're looking at then we've got then we're re- then basically everybody rewind ten minutes to what we've just said about Venom. Where do you put Resident mm. Evil where it's got a chance of making any money? It's, it, Resident Evil ain't gonna, isn't going to make big money anyway. This new film, even though even though the pictures fill me with a little bit of confidence because they look they look, they look legit. They look um, more Resident Evil than the Paul W S Anderson and company um, efforts, but. Where do you put Resident Evil to kind of give it a hope in hell of making any kind of money? Know where I put it? Don't say the bin. No, no, no. I, I, I'd sell it to Netflix. Because you see, that would make I, I wouldn't begrudge that either. No. Sony have just sold Hotel Transylvania Four, a franchise that has made them over a billion. They've just sold Trans- Transylvania Four to Amazon for hundred mil. You know, that film could have made more at the cinema. Um, if I was them, I would sell this movie to Netflix for like 80 mil or 70 mil because they haven't started marketing it at all. They've only got the budget, you know, that's the only money they've spent. So sell it. Maybe double what you what you spent on it. Maybe, you know, not quite double, but I think Resident Evil would do incredibly well on Netflix, you know, and that doesn't mean that. I think it would do better. Yeah. And. Oh, in the year that it is so, and, and Netflix as well—they have a history with Resident Evil. They've just put out the animated Resident Evil uh, series, Infinite Darkness, I think it's called, and they are working on a live-action Resident Evil series. Like, yes, they are. That's a good. That's a good place for for Resident it, Evil. It would make it would make sense, and I do, and I do think it would do better. I think it's it's less of a, it's less risk, more reward. I think putting it on streaming because, like you said, Netflix are already kind of pushing their Resident Evil agenda anyway. There's much, there's so much more opportunity for people to see it on Netflix. It just needs to come the studios to give it a good marketing and direct people to Netflix, because as we're saying, put it up against the big films that are coming out. Even in December, you know, it's going to get eaten up by a lot of films around it. But then next year, I don't think the studio are expecting this to make big bank, but they're going to want no. it to make a lot. It's a lower budget, you know, horror psychological horror film. But though it historically low budget horror, low budget horror films make a decent um, slice of cash, so I hope I'd imagine they'd be hoping for that. If they could sell it to Netflix, like you say, for eighty million quid, it should be biting their hands off for that because I think that the film may make a hundred million worldwide. I think if you can get eighty million for Netflix and then whatever else that brings with it, and then have Netflix maybe bankroll a sequel with their untold billions, you know. There's more opportunity there. Do I want to see it on the big screen? Yes. Do I want to see everything on the big screen? Yes. Logic comes first, and I think what you've just said is I totally agree with you. Put it to Netflix and you know let it blossom on there. Yeah, I think that's what you do. Again, it's just testament to how busy next year is going to be trying to work out these things. Um, we've got a really weird topic next, and I can't say the word that's in the notes, so I'm just going to say. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is a smelly basket. Yes, he is. 
Um, this continues from a conversation me and Nick had last week, and Pevy sent him some voice notes for. Jake Gyllenhaal says he doesn't shower every day. He doesn't bathe every day. Okay, cool. Whatever, we moved on. We discussed it. But then Matthew McConaughey came out and said that he hasn't used deodorant in 35 years, and apparently he still smells very good. What's your take on all this? What's your take on all this, like, celebrity stuff, like, not wearing deodorant and not bathing and not washing their hair and all this other stuff? I don't care how much money you're worth. You're going to stink. You're dirty. It's disgusting. I I shower every day. I don't like the idea of smelling remotely like an onion or, or anything or any kind of vegetable. The idea that, but Matthew McConaughey is a specimen. He just looks like he smells like musk and cologne and just good pheromones. Weed. So and and absolutely stinks of weed as well. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe it. I couldn't believe when I heard this. I thought that man doesn't wear deodorant. Must just naturally, you know, just emit you know good whiffs because. Yeah, apparently not, he does. So. And not put it on. All right, chilling hole. Fine. Don't shower every day. Okay, understandable. You don't need to shower every day, but for me, I have to because I want. You to also feel said clean. something weird, like your body cleans itself, which is not what the body does. I thought your hair does that, but not your body. You can just imagine him like a cat, just sort of licking himself to clean himself on his off shower days. But McConaughey, not. I mean, then again, he probably just just stinks of yeah, stinks of skunk enough to not have to wear deodorant. So, um, yeah. yeah, mate, I can't I can't be dealing with that. I've, my my respect for uh, McConaughey is always up there because he's a wonderful actor. But how I know that he potentially stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Even, I've been watching uh, Distella now and think, what does that smell like in that suit? Even uh, are you familiar with the artist Lizzo? Hmm. The artist, Lizzo. Yeah, she says she doesn't wear deodorant either, and that she smells sweet. Oh come on! <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think so, personally. I mean, what happens if you've had a busy day? They they live in these. I'm assuming they both live in the states still. It's hot over there. The climate is hot. You're going to sweat. You're going to sweat in bed. You have to go to the toilet. Come on! Uh, you gotta you gotta clean yourself and you gotta put deodorant on. Uh, even like a bottle of Axe bodies for over there. Probably like two dollars. The thing is as well, they got, like if they so go into the gym, you know what I mean? Like, and then they, they, you know, Matthew McConaughey, he's got to stay fit. He's got to stay fit and healthy for the roles. He's always whipping his shirt off. He's a good body, and if he's in the gym working out hard every day, he's gonna he's gonna surely stink a bit. Like, <laughs> got to. Well, I think we're I'm just reading now. Izzo says that uh, Matthew McConaughey smells like granola and good living. So I think I got that part of that right with what I think he smells like. But he smells like granola. Apparently he has a sweet, sweet scent. So Lizzo fancies Matthew McConaughey a bit. But um, that sounds like the sort of thing I'd say about Ant. But um, apparently he's, he stopped using deodorant and, and they smell better. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's what happens when you get over I'm not going to take the risk, you know? Like, it's just like... Absolutely not. You're not gonna smell good, you know. Like, I don't know, man. Look at us judging other people. I'm reading here: Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. They wait for their daughters to stink before cleaning them. I was about to go on a get on my high horse end, but no. Everybody is entitled to do whatever they feel, especially when it comes to their kids. But I think I've let my child go out stinking to higher heaven. (laughs) Another thing coming. The thing, it's just weird, man. I don't understand why this is the trend now. I don't understand why this is the thing. But yeah, it is what it is, you know. I suppose. Well, if any of your listeners do this, please let Bespin know. Let us let yeah, us know please, if we're wrong. Please. please. Yeah, I want to know how your life is. You know, like basically, I want to know 
if you've ever had a comment, if you've ever had anything. I just want to know. I'm curious. People give me are out there now on vacation, not showering and not putting deodorant on. I bet that's why they're off. Are you have a discussion about Pe- Pevy's not, not busy. cleaning, and now look at them. They're not on the show because they're too busy testing out what it's like to not wear deodorant for a week. Oh, listen, right? Nick is this is Nick's anniversary. It's his first holiday since last year. He's having a good time with his wife. You know what I'm saying? Nick's definitely like he's... <laughs> Nick is showering. I know he is because he's gonna yeah, be a smelly yeah. boy after what he's been up to this week. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Nick. You naughty boy. <laughs> you naughty legend. Um, you naughty legend. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know, man. Like, people gave me grief last week because I said I don't wash my beard every day, the re- and I I didn't specify the reason why. Um, when I used to wash my beard every day with shampoo and stuff, uh, it, it dried out the skin underneath my beard, so it like re- it made it really uncomfortable underneath and gave me like a rash and stuff. So I kind of I still wash my beard with water every day. I don't wash it with shampoo every day. I wash it like every other day. Just so there's some Keep natural the flakes out of it. Yeah, yeah, just so there's some natural oils in there, so it doesn't dry out my skin underneath. That's all I do it for. People gave me grief I about mean, that. I, I'm like, I learned the hard way. Wash my beard by not being able to grow one, basically. Yeah. So I get to like fuzz on my face, which just generally irritates me and itches me. But it never grows out to be more than a fuzz, and I'm in my mid thirties. Uh, so I am. I do look enviously at, at Bespin's beard, at Ant's beard. Everyone's. I, I do look lustfully at the facial um, yeah. foliage. I've got quite a long beard at the moment. My beard is about, I don't know, about four inches, I'd say. Three, four inches. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, you're, you're what now? Uh, well, nobody's ever seen the face of Bespin Bulletin, so I imagine he's a handsome man. You have seen my face, Matt. You've seen my right, face. I was to, look, I was trying to build up this mystique right, <laughs> around you. Who is, Bulle- who is the Bulletin? Who is he? What does he look like? He's a handsome man. Uh, yeah, at this point, you've all seen my face, I think. You know, uh, Pevy, you've seen my face, Nick's seen my face, obviously I faced him on. Uh, you and Ant have seen it. It's a man who Luke. cleans his four inches. <laughs> my four incher is always clean, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're an angry inch, that's it. Oh, man. Angry inch. Happy anniversary. Right. Um, happy anniversary, Nick and Petra. Um, Pevy, I'm sorry you've had a bad holiday. Um, <laughs> get on with the website. <laughs> Crack on, Pev. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go into the film we both watched last night. But before we get there, well, people, tell them the story. Uh, no, I'm not gonna tell them the story yet. I just want to know just some suggestions of things you've watched, which have been good, you know, which have been bad. Whatever you want to say, um, because people have asked us to do this section because we haven't done it in ages because we've just had loads of other stuff to talk about. Um, what we've we been watching, what we've we been playing. Me and you have been playing Aliens with Ant. Um, yes. You'll yes. be into it because you and Ant are going to talk a lot about Aliens next week on uh, Moving Picture Madness. So check out the podcast when that comes out on Monday, right? It's supposed to come out Monday? Uh, Monday, yeah. Uh, every Monday, yep. Um, don't know if you lot had a, like, a recording time yet. Um, uh, yeah, they'll go way... Tomorrow. They'll go way deeper into... Aliens there, but just the my brief thoughts is uh, it's just been a laugh. It's just been a laugh playing Aliens with you and Ant. Um, I've had a good good time. It's yeah, a good time. With it. I had a good time with it. It's it's just, it's not a seventy pound game. It's a thirty five pound game, and it does feel like that. And the content you get within it, um, just for context, like Star Wars Squadrons was around the same price. Um, there is four campaign missions, which consist of three chapters each time. Uh, they last about 
25 minutes per section. So, yeah, 25 half an hour, yeah, depending on how far you Yes, yeah, saves about an hour and a half per chapter, then. Um, yeah, it's not very long. It's, it hasn't got cutscenes or anything. It is bare bones in that aspect, but it does capture the vibe and the inspiration and essence of aliens, specifically aliens, um, because it's obviously aliens fighting is far more action heavy. You know, alien isn't. Um, you know, we've visited some incredible. This all takes place on one world called LV eight nine five, and I think so. Yep. It's taken obviously a lot of inspiration from different alien movies, including Prometheus, uh, which I think that's still my favorite level we went to was the Prometheus area. Oh, visually was so good. Um, again, it's you know, there's three classes, uh, you will unlock a fourth once you beat the campaign, but there's three classes you start off with. I've been running around as a heavy, uh, called a demolisher, Matt has been running around as a doctor, so as you can pretty much gather, it's a healer. And Ant has been running around as a technician, so he has a lot of like gadgets. Um, I've had a great time having a laugh with you a lot. I put a little clip of Matt getting jumped uh, the other day. Oh, I, yeah, I, there was a, there was a a xenomorph in the corner. He looked like he was just chilling. So I tried. Yeah. So we all standing there. I thought if I if I creep up to it, you know, I thought my intention was to throw a mine down by it. Um, I sort of creeped up to it and, and then <laughs> from out of nowhere it just didn't even look up it just leapt on me and started clawing at my skull um, yeah. and these guys have just lost it I'm just get me out please I'm dying um, I think you know, we're having a good time of it aren't we it's, it's a good game we're having a good yeah. time of it um, what I would say is for those who are playing or get or want to play it or get it don't play mm. on the easiest setting because I think it would be to play on your standard or hard setting and then you get more of a challenge and it'll be more it's more the same of any game, but certainly this one. It'd be more satisfying because I have a feeling that if you if if you played this game on easy mode, it would be boring because it's just like shooting fish in a barrel. Otherwise, on standard or hard, generally does. There's been there's been times when the three of us have just been absolutely overrun and just pummeled. Um, but it's but it then makes it even sweeter when two or three times later you know, we get the job done. So there you you might spend half an hour on the level. You may but you, you may spend half an hour and lose. Have to redo it, so you may end up spending. We never, a few hours we never won. When the three of us were together, we never came out of a level after that we lost and were defeated and disappointed by it. We had a laugh the entire time. Well, pumped we up, want to go again? Yeah. Um, for transparency, I've been using a PlayStation Five as an ant. Um, we haven't really hit any issues. I've hit a, hit one issue, which is like the, sometimes stutters and freezes. Uh, very briefly, uh, Matt has been playing on the PS4. I know he's run into uh, way more issues than I did, in particular on the Prometheus chapters. Um, yep. So I don't know if you want to tell people a little bit about those, well, just to give them some context. Further into the first two uh, um, sections, it's called were biomes, fine. Yeah. yeah. The first two biomes are fine, but the further I got into the third one. Suddenly, you got really, really bad lag. It would just freeze up on me, so I can't. Uh, so obviously, for me, it's it's just a frozen screen. I can't see what everybody else is seeing. Um, it would be, it would lose connection. It would kick me out, uh, and it isn't anything to do with my connection. It is a, it is a buggy game. You get through to it, but then we've we've played other times, and it's been fine. Extremely temperamental, and it has been a bit of a downer at times when you're right, really getting into it, and you can see the signs of. Of lag coming so it's worth pointing out that if you are playing on ps4 
there is a high chance that certainly for this release they're gonna, there is going to be uh, bugs going forward. I don't know uh, if they're putting out a patch or they're putting anything out to um, to remedy this at all, but it has been a bit of a pain going forward. Uh, we had a few issues with yours, then we had a few crashes, and uh, yeah, there's one point, one point you got trapped in a room by yourself. I was, I was, there was two doors in this room, and the bulletins and um, the Italian gangster, whatever his name was, whoever it was we played with, <laughs> they were on the, the was, was it like door. Italian demolisher or something? It was like the Italian demolisher or something like that. They were on the other side of one door, and bear in mind there's only two doors. So I've gone up to it, and I said I can't get through. And, and he's like, oh, you naughty legend, you're on the wrong door, you're at the wrong door. So I run to the other door, and he goes, no, you're at the wrong door. I said, I've just been to that door, which one am I meant to go to? And I'm and then I'm standing at the door, and he can see my, uh, well, for want of a better term, my gun, my weapon pointing through the door, but I can't get through it. You've got the Italian demolisher, what his name is, and the bulletin just there waiting for me to come through, and I can't get through, and then eventually I had to sort of uh, go back to the lobby, um, and we got the guy back in again. We got the demolisher, and um, we were she we were made so me pleased kick with him. Later on, we were so pleased with his uh, contribution <laughs> that as soon as he got yeah. back, he was in the way. So I said, "Just kick him out. I don't want him in the game anymore." So he he was, this is, this is he awful. was at the shop just buying some stuff, and Matt made me kick him. And then he went, and he was at the <laughs> shop window for like five minutes. He was really like, you know, looking. He was, he, was per, he was perusing this store. He wasn't window buying. He's probably just, just about to press purchase and then yeah. suddenly kicked out to the lobby because basically you kept kicked him out. Got... I kicked him out because it was my lobby, but Matt kept saying it for like two minutes to kick him he out. He didn't have to do it. I have it, on vi I have it on recording also, of what actually happened. There's also another instance where me and you and this... It wasn't the Italian demolisher, it was somebody else. Um, we were in <laughs> the, the final... Now, that wasn't it. Yeah, we were at this final like stage in the third... Uh, in the third chapter, wasn't it? And we've been trying this chapter. for a while, hadn't we? We've yeah. been trying to get past this for a while. This is where Matt kept having all the problems, all the crashes. Um, and <laughs> these, like, <laughs> these, look, the big spider things, I can't remember what they're called, they're called, like, stalkers or something. I'd, like, pinned down uh, Dirk <laughs> and were, like, destroying him. Me and Matt activated the <laughs> evacuation point, we ran to it. And Matt's like, no, just leave him, just leave him, just go, we can go. And then I was like, and I can't said, leave him I behind. <laughs> I can't leave without him, he said. I don't worry about it. I said, we're at the active... We're here. We're safe. We can win this. And Bespin's gone run. He's literally in the game, like, tore open his shirt like Hulk Hogan, gone running in, and luckily managed to take out this stalker and save Dirk. Two stalkers. Um, two stalkers. And, I mean, I I was, you know, given encouragement from far. I thought, I my game's been lagging. I'm not going in back in there again. <laughs> leave him for Leave him for dead. No, you, we, Matt was just asking back to the point, like saying, "Look, we can just leave. We only need two players to leave." We're literally there. We could have yeah. left him there, and he would have been none the wiser. I know it's bad gaming etiquette, and I would hate someone to do that to me. But in the heat of the moment, we were there. You know, we had Xenomorphs crawling all over us. We needed to get out of there. Dirk was gone. Yeah, no, he was, was gone. Yeah, yeah. This is the area we kept failing in because it was so overrun. He, he was a goner, but no, best being running in there, and he did save the day. To be fair, and we managed to get out, but um. I was uh, disgusted at his conduct. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. the? What else have you been watching? Have you watched anything decent? Um, Besides the film we're going to talk about. I've been. I won't bore everyone with with, with major reviews. I'll give. I'll give a yes or a no. Did I like it or not? I've watched a ton of stuff 
recently in the, in but in the last few in the last week I watched a film called Coda on Apple Plus which I thought was just wonderful I'd absolutely recommend that it's a coming of age story about a young about a girl who is the only one in her family who can hear the rest of them are deaf brilliant film uh, I watched The Last Letter from Your Lover Shailene Woodley Felicity Jones a bit of an old bit of an uh, another rom-com a bit of a um, you know a bit of a weepy for some people a bit a bit, bit, uh, bit slushy but hey it, it it's a rom-com which knew exactly what it needed to do. It did it, therefore, well, it wasn't the best film, but I had a good time of it. Um, uh, I watched uh, I watched Demonic, the new Neil Blomkamp film. Currently, mm-hmm. uh, again, no spoilers for anything else we're talking about, but as things stand at this time of the night, it is the worst film uh, I've <laughs> seen this year. Before we talk about anything else, we'll see if that changes. Um, I listened to the Red Letter Media Boys give their review. They dropped it today, in fact, um, well after I've done mine. And so many of the points they said I'd said as well. Like it's, it, there's no yeah. passion in it. Blumkamp doesn't look like he care. It's just daft. None. You've got these. You've got the priests who use guns against a ghost, and funny it doesn't work. Uh, and lots of other reasons as well. And I thought I said that as well. So, uh, yeah, demonic is <clears throat> it's awful. Um, but I've seen loads of other things. Pig was great. Reminiscence wasn't very good. Um, but, you know, I've, I've, I've had a mix. I've had a mixed bag. And Bespin was saying to me, "Ah." Oh, I got this really good film you've got to watch, but I wanted mm. to watch it as soon as possible. Uh, and I was—I I put it off for a few days. You, yeah, you we were drafted in last night for this, um, and I was like, "Look, yeah. we're doing a podcast now. I'll watch the film as well." I had no intentions of watching it. I just wanted Matt to suffer. Um, I'd just been so to the gym for I'd the first time in well. about seven years as well. Yeah. Um, for what I've watched before, we get into you know the, possibly the film of the year. Um, <laughs> I I watched Matt just sang the praises of Apple TV Plus uh, with Coda. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've have been watching uh, a lot of other content on Apple TV. Um, I've just finished the show Physical, which I don't really recommend. It's all right, but it's not very good. It's not for the quality of the other Apple TV shows. Um, I have finished the second season of Mythic Quest. It is, uh, in my opinion, ten times better than the first season. Not that the first season was bad; it was just fine. Uh, but the second season was fantastic. Um, uh, it doesn't look like it's getting a third season. It might get a different incarnation because of how the way the show ends. Um, but I would highly recommend seeing that. Uh, I'm also in the middle of the second season of Ted Lasso. Uh, Ted Lasso uh, last year and this year is one of the best TV shows out there at the moment. Um, I absolutely agree. I haven't seen the second. I am actually going to wait until they're all out to watch it because I loved the first season. The second season so far... It, Roy Kent, I love Roy Kent in this season. Roy yes. Kent is the goat in this season. I love him. Yes. He's the best thing about it. I love that other characters like Nate, they're all getting their moments to shine. Uh, Ted is going through some things in this season. Um, and don't think the season is as good as the first season. I think they're trying to build to something. You know, like a season one could have just been a one and done. It was, you know, how popular, how beloved Ted Lasso became, gave him the second season and the third season. Um, so they're clearly building to something with this one. It's still very good. I don't think it's as good as last year. Uh, we'll wait till the finale. I think Ted Lasso, Mythic Quest, uh, The Morning Show comes out later this month. That's another great one. And Matt talked about Coda. I genuinely think Apple TV Plus is quietly one of the best streaming services out there. It is available for free with multiple options. If you buy any Apple product, AirPods, iPhone, iPad, any Apple product, they will give you it for a year. Um, a great deal. 
great deal. On top of that, if you've got a PlayStation 5, if you've already got one, you can go and redeem six months of it. Even if, you've, even if you're like me, who's using the year of Apple TV Plus via an iPhone, it doesn't matter, they will stack it. I have now have uh, another six months of Apple TV Plus. If you've just That's bought fantastic. a PS5, with, if you buy a PS5 anytime but from last month, August, to August next year, you will get six months three of Apple TV Plus. And they are putting up quality shows, man. Like, the TV show is quality. You just mentioned Coda, it's an Apple original. That's a quality film. They've got Killers of the Flower Moon next year, you know, the next yeah. month's crazy movie. They are making moves, and it's quietly are one of the best streaming services out there. I'm using it more than Netflix. I'm using it at the moment more than Amazon. It is, it is good. Um, that's my recommendation um, based off things I've watched. Mm. Also watched uh, Dave. Uh, I talked about Dave last year, I think. It's a comedy by, by Little Dicky about a, a rapper um, trying to make it. And uh, again, good, good. Uh, well, amazing first season. Uh, really good second season. Um, that just finished. I don't know when the UK release date is, um, but it'll be on BBCI Player once it releases. And um, I've watched Snake Eyes. People have been asking me about Snake Eyes. I've watched it. Um, I think it is okay. It is not as bad as I yes. thought it'd be. Um, there is a lot wrong with it. Um, and I think I'll go deeper into that when I do a Bob review. I'll slap that in, I think. Um, and yeah, that brings us to the creme de la creme. Me and Matt both watched last night. A brand new to watch hit, it. Brand new hit Netflix movie that has already been greenlit a sequel starring Addison Ray. He's all that. What did you think, Matt? I think I can't believe I let you suck me into this. Again, I he'd be making me want make me want to watch this for a few days and I, I was generally gonna watch it, but I kept slipping my mind, oddly enough. Went to, again, I went to the gym for the first time in literally seven or eight years last night. Went to the supermarket to get a few bits saw my mate ended up speaking to him about um, stuff for about an hour hour and a half didn't get back to the hoppers 10 oh mate oh you fancy coming on the show tomorrow you want to, uh, we, we, we can watch this film if you want he's all that go on and watch it i'll watch it as well <sighs> all right if you're gonna watch it i'll watch it so i sat down last night all knackered from the gym and watched uh, he's all that considering that um i've seen she's all that and i thought well anything that was all that either for to use an overused pun but I thought that was a bit cack. Jennifer Jason Lee, Freddie Prince Jr. She's in this film, Jennifer Jason Lee, and still looks good. This is Matthew Lillard. And Matthew Lillard, who was in that film, is in. He has a kind of extended cameo in this as well. But um, he's funny in uh, this, though. I think he's generally like, pretty funny. To further on, I got into this film. There, there was there were two moments I think which made me laugh. One of them was just generally Matthew Lillard's um, performance, what he was saying. And there was a. I just didn't I like the student city. He was just like. Exactly. That one he, kid, he, he was just like, get, get away. Like, just, it felt like me watching the film. He just like, what is this? Yeah, he, he was making jokes about wanting to hit kids, but like he knew he I couldn't. I know, yeah. <laughs> if you want to smack him in the face, he goes, wait till they graduate. But this one's not going to graduate. Um, yeah, it's... Um, the Nan said something as well about um, naughty stuff, which I thought, which made, came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, and made me laugh. But The first thing is always um, awkward, as is the last time, because you never know it's the last you time. You never know when it's going to get it anymore. And I was like, that's, that's really funny for this. But he's all that. Yeah, Addison Ray's in it. Uh, bless her. She, she, she's really trying in this. She's really trying. She? But <laughs> she is absolutely abysmal. Peyton Mayer 
Jordan Van Draenen he plays, abysmal. Tanner Buchanan, hot dude, abysmal. Madison Pettis, abysmal. Everyone, and I don't mean to sound like that guy is jumping on the bandwagon because this film's getting enough hate. Um, I generally thought this film was uh, just a complete waste of my life, but we couldn't work out if it was. If we it were was on serious. this. And what I've worked. Uh, what we were I've, on this part in my so head. Long. In my head, I was like, right. I think to start with, wanted to be a satire or like yeah. a, a, a um, talking like a, about was, running a uh, light like, or a commentary. That's like, the word. It felt like he was really trying to take the mick out of like Zoomers and like TikTok culture and YouTube culture. Then it morphed Um, into a rom-com and that's when I realised oh I really don't, I don't think that they were trying to do a commentary. I think they were really trying to be fairly I think they tried to go deep with a message they absolutely floundered and got everything wrong. Some of the, honestly at one point they start dancing and singing together I almost flew my flung myself out the window because it was so so bad, um, and they and, and and the further into the film I got, I realised no, they really are trying here. They really are trying to make a a new kind of cult rom com. They're trying to create characters we care about. They're trying to make us really want to dig these particular cliques of characters. I hated them. <laughs> I genuinely did. Um, again, where it comes to where it falls in my uh, year ranking, I'll give that later on, but. I genuinely thought this film was just an absolute bomb all the way through. Yes, look, you've got a gorgeous cast, beautiful women, great looking fellas. You put them together, it's a good looking film. But that's really all the film's got going for it. And Matthew Lillard, that's literally what the film's got going is that it was nice to look at the cast. That's it. I, I was really confused for a long time in this movie if it was, you know, a joke or not. Because like, it did genuinely feel as if they were making comments. And taking the because even that character that Jordan, that, way. that Jordan von something I can't remember his Jordan van Draenen that's his name yeah it, the, yeah him he felt like a Mick take name. out of, of Logan Paul Jake Paul specifically Jake Paul and all that type of lot a YouTuber yeah. who's you know from a place of uh, privilege and he's making rap songs about like how hard is his life is. that's what Jake Paul does Jake Paul has done that. So I thought that, that was a commentary on it. Like, same thing with Addison, when her character first wakes up in the show, we see that she wakes up, puts on like a light bit of makeup, then does an Instagram live pretending she's just woken up and this is how she looks, and she was doing all this stuff. Her bedroom is like massive and, uh, you know, glamorous. And then when she, as soon as she opens the door to go into a kitchen, the color of the palette changes instantly. It's no longer bright and vibrant, it's more gray and dark. And I was like, oh, like this is. It's a bit deeper than I thought it was going to go. Like, it's making a, a statement that her life is fake and that, you know, her, really they come from a, a, a place of poverty at all, but they come from a, a lower income household and her mother's working as a nurse and, you know, working really long hours to try and give Addison's character a, a great life. Um, it's aspiring to be the thing that she is yeah. portraying to the Tending world. To be, yeah. literally, she is, she is the her own audience, essentially, so... And you know, and she lies. She, she lies to her friends that she lives in this different place. She even gets picked up and gets dropped off for this other area every day um, to try and fit in. And you know, the, the people she's hanging around with are all like, you know, they're all up themselves. They're all, you know, this is the type of people you expect. Come from and, privilege, yeah. They come from privilege. They're all trying to you know, be all over the internet doing that. You, you know, the type of people. You know what it's aiming at. It is 
the TikTok people, the YouTuber people, you know, that we all dislike. It is those people. Um, again, it felt like a joke and it felt like commentary because when we first meet the dude from Cobra Kai, he is openly mocking them. He is openly taking the mick about about all of these people. And I don't know, man. It generally felt like... It felt like... I don't know. I felt like At that he, point... He I was, felt like a walking cliche to start with because he was like... Yeah, hey, I didn't mind why, him, why, why do you like these popular things, man? Uh, it's just a world full of bullcrap. It's just... Yeah. How can you like this? It's all, uh, he's, a thought, cliche. Oh, he's cliche, but I didn't hate him. You know what I mean? Like, I did... like. Addison, I didn't like the type of character she was playing. I didn't. I really didn't like the performance, but I didn't mind him. But again, I, you know, um, it's just it's not a good film. It's not a good movie. And the longer it went on, the worse it got. And I think Addison Rae is the worst thing in this. And again, like it's not because she's I'm not hating on Addison Rae because she's popular and she's young and she's all these things. Like it is just she can't act, man. Like she can't act. And you know, I know she took acting lessons for it, but need more. Um, it's just not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Nothing... Well done for trying, but maybe uh, try yeah. harder next time. No, it, uh, no. Um, listen, I respect the fact that you know she wanted, to, she was cast in this film where she was approached, and rather than just going in there for I don't know vacuous reasons or fame reasons, she did actually, you know, she took the lessons and she uh, attempted to learn from the them, yeah. ways of the craft. And that, so I do respect that. Did she put in a good performance? Absolutely not. But but I I do respect the fact that she didn't just go in there with with a simple th- fact of I can earn some money out of this and enhance my brand. No, I actually want to make a I want to give this a go because you know she knows if she if she knocks it out the park in this, she'll get more and more offers. I don't know if she will anymore, but um, judging on performances anyway. No, like a good movie, but I'm 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 positive a younger audience could love this movie. I think like. The 11, 12, 13 year olds, the people who do look up to, you know, people like Addison and, uh, you know, Jake Paul and, you know, the other like TikTokers and YouTubers. I think people, like young people, will really enjoy it, like teenagers or like tweens. Like they will, they will enjoy this movie. Um, I think they will no. do, but I just don't think this is going to have. The guy who directed, Mark Waters directed this, he directed Mean Girls, fabulous film. He directed Freaky Friday, not bad. Um, he's you know two films which have whether again whether people like them or not those films have endured people still talk about Freaky Friday and the swap maybe not in terms of a classic but I see it referenced quite a lot Mean Girls is a classic of the genre it's a classic yeah, yeah. It, so he knows how to, and he's done things like Just Like Heaven and things like that so uh, and other films which aren't rom-com so he's got a, he's not a newbie or he's not um, he's not inexperienced within that genre but I don't think this film is going to be looked upon in 10, 15 years' time, like Amin Girls, or even remembered like Freaky Friday literally is. You know, people remember it. Um, I, I don't think, I think it will be like, I don't even know if it will be remembered like She's All That, because in, I remember seeing that, I remember the front cover for it. I was, you know, it's just in that time it came out in the in the era of like those kind of rom coms and comedies, the American Pie era. This feels too now for me it feels like it feels almost yeah. feels feels like it could be dated in 10 5 years time it maybe it won't yeah. be maybe will have um spiraled into even more of a descent of hell and the tiktok generation in 5 years time but this doesn't look like it's got any longevity in terms of uh, it's like the kissing booth films abysmal abhorrent movies um but there's three of them you know people like them people watch them and i don't ever 
um, discredit anyone for watching or liking those films. They just don't do it for me. I really wish Joey King the best of, in her career, and I hope she does well in Bullet. She's um, gonna be she's gonna be wonderful in Bullet Train. For, I've I read really the script. So. That character that she's playing is is fantastic. But she tries, man. She she's got she's put herself through the ringer in some absolutely awful horror films and these kind of teen comedies. I really want to see her do you know put out there now. I want to see her stretch her acting chops. I can't say the same about Addison Ray. Uh, I don't think this film's going to have any kind of longevity or I don't think it's going to be looked back on in 10, 15 years time as a cult classic or a classic of the genre no. but you're getting a sequel like you say uh, I, I already know how the sequel's going to go I think anyone who's seen this film knows exactly what's going to happen in the sequel and then they're going to do a third film where everything's okay again yeah, um, obviously from what we're saying I don't think either of us recommend this movie I do think it'll find an audience it clearly has if they're already greenlit the sequel is um, it's uh, doing well for Netflix. Um, I'm interested in the budget for this because I mean, they, I mean, the, yeah, they've greenlit the sequel, but if they only made it for like, I mean, to be fair, they got one of the Kardashians in. They probably didn't come cheap, but I'd like to know the budget because if if it's made on a cheap budget, it's again, it, it's low risk. If they make another film, if they're not splashing out 30, 40 million, yeah. if it if it's ten million, so I'm not, I'm not surprised they've made a sequel out for it. This isn't the worst film I've seen this year. It is not. I I, um, I don't despise this movie. That's the thing. I thought I would despise it. I thought I would hate it with every fiber of my being. That's why it was funny to me that I was going to make Matt watch it. Um, but I didn't hate the movie um, as much as I wanted to. Not that I wanted to, but I just expected to hate it, and I didn't. Um, I don't think it's good. Um, you know, if I was putting a number on it, I think I've given it a 3 out of 10. Um it is not as bad as Wrath of Man. I despised Wrath of Man <laughs> with every part of my being. I want to punch Guy Ritchie in the face for making that movie. I don't care if he's he thinks he's art. I don't care if he thinks he's art. I'll take him. You know? Thinks he's a naughty geezer. Best been to take he's him a down. Geezer, right? I'll take him down the pie van and give him a headbutt. You know? Like, Get those jelly gone. deals and you'll smother them in him and then you'll kick him into next week. He's gone, mate, right? You know, and he's got another movie coming out early next year with Jason Statham, and I'm dreading it. I'm not watching it at all. Um, this isn't the worst movie of the year. Wrath of Man is for me. Um, three out of ten for He's All That. That is it worse um, than Demonic? No, it's not worse than Demonic for the simple reason that at least what He's All That got right was a consistent narrative. It's It, it didn't deviate from what it was. It's a rom-com about... Um, it's like if anyone who's seen she's all that it's the inverse it's uh it's the preppy girls find the loser guy and turn him into the prom king that's the plan anyway um and that's all the film is so it doesn't it doesn't try to be anything different it's just sat the whole way through it's 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 very simple structure and they follow it on a 20 million dollar budget surprising but they follow that to a t it's got it hits all the beats that you expect it to uh, whilst also being horrific demonic though demonic is nonsensical that's the problem, and I know it's about demons and entering people's mind via VR, but they even make that, I put in my review that they took that idea and they just bashed every brain cell out of it. It is brainless, just tripe. Um, Black Ops Priests, uh, the Spear of Heaven or something like that it's called. You've got a, you've got a massive bird as the villain. It's just stupid. Uh, and it, but it, but it changes course. It, it wants to be one thing and then becomes something else, and then decides it need, wants to be something else, but doesn't quite commit, and then forgets about it and does something else. It's a mess. Whereas at least he's all that is consistent throughout. It doesn't try to change its tone, its genre, or or, or add unnecessary subplots. 
It is a very simple film which does everything it needs to do incorrectly, but it's but it's still it doesn't try to be aspire to be anything else. You know, there was good intention behind this. I don't think I don't think Neil Blomkamp had the passion for demonic. I generally don't think he did. I think he, I think he just gave up during it. Um, whereas Mark Waters and the gang here, you know, I think I think they really tried here to make something. Um, I do think they did. I like I said, I think they tried to aspire to make a a new cult classic, but it's not going to be. I don't think um, for various reasons. However, I would oh god, I would put this on again rather than watching demonic because at least I know was... I can sit through this. The worse than Wrath of Man for you, because you hated that um, movie as well. I didn't like Wrath. Again, I think I again some I, I I sometimes I also just go by gut feeling. I've said this to you before on other people. You know, if you give me a DVD, a Blu-ray or whatever of this or Wrath of Man, what am I going to put on right now? I'd put this back on because Wrath of Man is just again it's just naff. It's boring. It's it's not could again it could have been good, but it's just so bang average. Uh, it's just not it's not enjoyable. Or at least he's all that. I don't know. It's colourful at least, and it's nice to look at. You know, again, again, good-looking girls, good-looking guys. Um, it's Matthew Lillard's in it. Nan, Nanan makes weird jokes. You know, there's, there's something. There's a glimmer there. I'd give this film. Uh, uh, it would end up being about two and a half out of ten for me. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not a great movie. We didn't have a great time with it. Um, neither of us recommend it. But if you've got kids, I think the kids will. Probably enjoy it. Um, so, a certain you know, age. if they're of a certain age, yeah, of course. Um, because I think there's some references in here that kids shouldn't really, like young kids, shouldn't really, you know, be seeing. Um, you know, there's a lot of like sexual innuendos in it and whatnot. Um, <laughs> so of, I don't know um, people you don't what you don't want your kids to aspire to be like, basically. Um, so yeah, I'd say give it a watch if you're a twelve year old. Um, yeah, um, that's it for <laughs> today then, Matt. Um, thanks for covering for Pevy and Nick. Um, so, do you want to tell the people where they can find you before we peace out? Yeah, thank you for having me. I know I'll never be able to fill the shoes of Pevy and Nick, but I appreciate the chance to. Um, you can find me what I watch tonight.co.uk. All the reviews go up on Rotten Tomatoes as well, uh, and you can uh, hear all of my. Uh, varied works just by going to what I watch tonight. The code UK, all the pods are on there. Search what I watch tonight, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and you'll see my mug on there. And on that note, Craig, cut. <laughs>